previously on Ready to Die. Nah, I'm fucking with y'all. Um, I haven't been able to do a podcast because I've been wanting guests, but I guess I got to do the shit myself, man. Sometimes when you want things done, you got to do it yourself. Um, I'm right now I'm looking for a woman, preferably, to be on the podcast as a reoccurring guest. You know, to give the woman's perspective on things because you know men can't really speak on women's shit too too much too too much you don't even know what to extent um i've been i've been damn what's been going on with me uh i'm back in the gym get i'm getting my mind right you know every wednesday i got therapy that's been going crazy i said crazy that's been going good uh i hate saying uh i really starting off on my, i hate starting off my podcast saying uh um i guess we get to the shits and giggles like i it's really like I don't really have no excuse for this this type of time that I take off, but with that being said, I guess we got a lot of things to talk about. I, mainly, I've been on Instagram Live and I've been talking about my dating experiences. Um, I think dating over thirty is just ghetto, cause you like specifically you at this place where immediately you turn thirty, you're you're too old to do young shit and too young to do old shit so it's a very confusing place as an age it's like yeah i'm not going to chill on the block and just talk to chicks all day you know what i'm saying that's walking by um clubs and shit like that it's like depending on the club you'll go so it's really taking it's really taking an account like yo 30 is my age it ain't really got nothing to do with the body as far as like getting like feeling sore or too old like it's really more of the mental it's like the mental attraction so i'm coming from a place of going through like a tragic last year a a bad breakup like a bad breakup um in which i have to talk about this because this is going to be some deep shit um i'm coming from a bad breakup in which um we agreed to like you know get back together whatever the case may be and i found some shit and then it went down from there um it was downhill it got very tragic and dark for me so you're talking to a different Corey. this ain't the Corey from last year like when i look back at that person specifically i'm just taking y'all through my journey when i look back at that person specifically that i didn't know that during that time of like when you catch somebody like creeping and shit like that that it would strike the type of insecurities in me like um I, I did a lot of crying i did a lot of begging i did a lot of like fighting to be with someone and etc last year like it, it was like i never seen that side of me and i never even knew that side of me so when you're a black man you just like so emotionally so emotionally suppressed by society telling you men don't cry or men don't have emotions and then men not acknowledging the fact that they're going through depression I think that with all of that suppression is just like it's instilled inside as a little boy that's that can be activated. A lot of times, this little boy is activated by like our upbringing of things that our mom did, things that our father said, or our father not being there. And you tend to like have this crazy ass suppression of subscribing to man shit to the point that you you hide your emotion as far as liking somebody, and it makes. It's to a place that sometimes, as a man, you feel like you just fucking dying slow. Like, I'm just I'm I'm working this these two jobs to have money, to impress women, or to later on get a girlfriend, and I'm just working my ass off while 
it depends on the modern day woman today. They don't feel like 50 50 is a thing. In New York, you know, rent is high, so 50 50 can be a thing. Um, it's just like, it feels like you unappreciated. Un- unappreciated. I'm not saying like from past experiences. I'm just saying like as a man, like you feel like your your life then at certain points revolve around a, a woman. And I think the women might feel the same. Like I could go get my degree. I could go get my um um a job. But I think I, I'm incomplete without a man. And it's like you tend to live your life like that. And when you tend to live your life like that, you subscribe to certain things that's detrimental to self. Like being alone is like this bad thing or this lonely uh, or you lonely or or you don't want to be attracted to people and i think that people have to be in certain spaces in life to be alone to really take accountability yourself i know i'm going on attention but i'm just telling you this whole this whole transition through 30 so um i found myself just in deep depressions that i didn't didn't speak about um i wanted to like I before, like at thirty May second, I turned thirty May second. I came to this this ceiling, this fucking place where I felt like the ceiling was I was too big for this apartment. And when I mean like a mental apartment, physical apartment, like I just felt like I was just like too big for that shit. So the I didn't want to go to therapy during the depression or last year because I felt like I would have been defensive. Like no, but this person is doing this, and I wouldn't take accountability in my things. Even though, like when I was speaking to people, I took accountability in a lot of shit. I just think that a therapist at that time would trigger me to the point I wouldn't want to learn. Like I just wouldn't want to learn. I would be, I probably rebuttal they shit and talk back and etc. And just went and didn't put myself in a place of learning. And I think that's something that I had to really learn so i guess around i think june i started june i just made the decision if i'm going to be a better friend a better a better future husband a better cousin a better son i i have to go to another level i gotta go to another level of appreciating this life shit i gotta go to another level of understanding i gotta go to another level level of patience i just i don't know what happened on may 2nd 2021 I was just done with it. Like, I just needed, all right, I'm here. What's the next step? Because I took January to May to do the healing and do the accountability. And I found myself not knowing how to love. What I mean by that is that I think black people, in a sense specifically, we love, but pain has to come with it. And my thing is, why do we have to subscribe to pain then making it to a loving point. Like, I like a person could do some fucked up shit to you. Like, even in friendships, a person could do some fucked up ass shit to you. And then you like, oh, yeah, I forgive you because I love you. I love you because I gave you another chance. So why does pain have to have to fucking happen for us to experience love? So this whole year, like, I had to personally, me... I had to reprogram myself. I went to a place I was no longer Corey Cash. Like, if you look at me in January, I wasn't Corey Cash. I was Cornell. Like, I was just Cornell, no ego. The shit was gone because you wouldn't think in a relationship how when your insecurities are stricken and is and is triggered, how it can just erase you and knock you off your equilibrium. Like, just in totality, like sex, mentality, emotion, 
So I didn't want to be in this place of just standing there in the beginning of the year and hurting women because I was hurt. So I put myself in a position and not, I tried the little date. I tried the little dating shit. And I found myself like, I'm not trying to be funny and I'm going to be transparent. Like being uh, like extremely aggressive during sex. And like, like trying to like, damn, like, damn, they hurting women. Like in the physical, not like slapping them and shit like that. Just being rough when every girl don't like it. Like your last joint. Cause you, you know what I'm saying? You used to fucking one person at that time. So I found myself sexually just off. I found myself physically, the way I gained in a relationship off. I found myself having no swag. I found myself having no money. Because when I came into this year, I was extremely broke. I had like $0 in the bank. My shit was like negative $200. I ain't have shit. Like, I went through a real traumatic experience, like, just to get to the person that you're talking to today. Like, you couldn't talk to me about this in May because it probably would trigger me. I probably would cry. I probably would be angry. But... You talking to a, now you talking to a, a more mature and understanding person because of therapy, and I just want to tell black men that our life has been dark. Like we've seen shootouts, we've seen our mothers get beat, we've seen abusive relationships, whether friends or family. We've seen our, our, our best friends get killed. We've seen our family members get killed. We've seen daddy go to jail. We've seen daddy smoke crack. We've seen mama smoke crack. I think it's time, like. After all that traumatic experience that you witnessed, either with your eyes or ears, it's time to, like, go to therapy and just let this shit go. And another thing that people don't talk about and why a lot of black men are the way they are, and a lot of us, not a lot of us, not me specifically, have been molested and raped and they not allowed to speak about that because manhood has this 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 ideal or, or this symbolic meaning of power and once you as a young boy get power stripped away from you you're angry at the fucking world and that's why rape is continuous and rape is like this this thing that men keep doing because they do it to young people and those people do it to people and then it, it's a continuing thing and i hate i don't want to be insensitive to nobody that's listening to the podcast i if i if i offend you i apologize i don't want to be insensitive to no rape or sexual assault victims but i'm just saying like those type of suppressions can cause somebody to be a maniac can cause somebody to be crazy you got to understand it's like your brain is like a fucking memory card you can't overload your memory card and with those type of with all those problems that black men face and i i can include black women in that and as well black men we specifically have to go to therapy so my first session of therapy and i remember it vivid like it was yesterday she said, well, how do you hang handle being angry? And I said, I shut down. Why do you shut down? That's not good. You should be able to talk about it when you're angry. Like, you should be able to speak when you're angry. You should not be on silence mode or be dismissive or ignore somebody that's trying to have a conversation with you because you're angry. Like, you should never do that. So after that first session, I tried... I played a lot of situations in my head and where I, my MO and my man's, I said this, my man Julius, I've been in the podcast. He said, yo, your MO is when you get tight, you don't speak. I said, you know what? So he's like, that's why people react to you a certain way. So my MO have been to speak when I'm angry, right? So I could be angry as shit, like angry as shit. And I'd be like, yo, listen, I'm angry right now, but I would like to talk through this. 
And I, when I said that shit to a, a woman recently, like even like three, four months ago, I was like, damn, look at the growth. Look at the shit that therapy is doing. Cause I want to, I want to have conversation that's progressive. I no longer want to be the bad boy that you like. I don't want to be the toxic nigga that's overspilling his feelings, and being emotional about every move and nitpicking at every move that you do, because just for the sake of you liking me, I'm no, I, I, I'm no longer attracted to toxicness. I like peace and not chaos. That unnecessary drama, that shit is just out my life. And for me to, to go back to even activate that person, fucking hurts. Like that shit is not somebody I can. Go get it, and I'm just happy with it. So, and another thing I found myself doing is I perform very well in gray areas with women. Like, we can fuck. We can go out. You can spend the night at my house. You can, you can meet my moms. And I don't. And, and when the moment you ask me, what are we? I get an attitude. The moment you ask me what we are, I get a fucking attitude. And... I no longer, after therapy, I no longer wanted to be in that area because that was a big trait that I did in my previous relationship. And this is some accountability for your ass. I was living with somebody and I couldn't tell them what we are because of my scared of commitment and I'm scared of embarrassment. I'm not really scared of commitment. I'm scared of being embarrassed, like extremely. And I think in past... The times I've been vulnerable and the times I've gave women that, that girlfriend title, I, I, I could have been projecting with my last two, the last two women. And I, I apologize to one. I haven't apologized to the most recent one because I'm not at that place of forgiveness because of how, how I felt I was done at the end. But my last two women, I didn't give them the title that they wanted. If you're going to be fucking me and you're going to be living in that, we're going to be living in together, I sh you should at least have a title or understand where we're going. And I think that that was very toxic of me playing in a gray area like that. Like that would, I don't understand where I get it from, why, but it was just a sense of embarrassment and I couldn't articulate myself to that point. And especially when you articulate yourself to somebody that's probably like sensitive, it's you walking the fine line of offending them. And it's like, I couldn't find a way to say that shit like i couldn't i'm being honest as a man and like you might look at me wrong or whatever the case may be because i could talk about it today as a grown man but i couldn't do it and i think it's just previous lockdown i just think that in the past girls have broken up with me but like off of one mistake it's a whole bunch of shit and i think that i just didn't want that embarrassment again bro i didn't want that embarrassment again and i just think that those two women they asked legit questions that i didn't have answers so they went and found love in other places because i couldn't give them a concrete answer on where we stood and i think that's something that men need to speak about i think we need to be more vocal about our emotions more vocal about like creating a space of security of reinsurance for the women that we we tend to date or 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 sink longevity with i think we need to provide those places and speak on it more I think that's very important. So when we fast forward back to therapy, I learned that that was my another toxic trait. So I started to build on these toxic traits. And as I, as therapy started to go along, um, my therapist said, yo, if you cannot re if you cannot contain yourself with the mere fact of your ex's name, then you don't need to be in a relationship. I agreed with her. So I started to work on myself even more. So I get on, I get on dating apps and I find myself in a place 
of maturity or a better understanding of life. Like, if the conversation, like I said, the conversation cannot be progressive, I can't sit there and have it. Like, if it's, we had a disagreement, right? And you insult me, my therapist wants me to tell you that I was offended by it. But I believe I should cut you off because I don't feel like that was warranted during, like, the exchange. I wasn't insulting you. You came at me. So I've had to cut girls for insulting me. I have situations where I was talking to a girl. She was on FaceTime. And she was like, yo, you live with your mom? Da, da, da. Which, do you plan on getting out? Do you plan on leaving? And, uh, you know, that question comes in. And you shouldn't get offended as a man. But then it started to later get into the, to the bag of, oh, I hope you ain't sleeping on the floor. Like, what? And this, this is and this is a black woman saying this to me, and it's the stereotypical. Oh, he's a mama's boy, so he dirty. He don't wash up. Just that 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 ghetto image that Shorty tried to paint on me, and I felt that, I found that um, I found that very like offensive. So I I had to tell her like after that I, I just showed them my room. I continued with the conversations just to prove her wrong that every dude that living with their moms or um. Let me speak on living with your moms. First of all, it's not a bad thing. I had to come back to square one to recreate who the fuck I was. That's one for me. Two, if you can help your moms out with the bills and you comfortable in the space you are, my nigga do it, bro. Don't try to get a fucking apartment to impress these motherfuckers on Instagram that ain't got their own or that got their own that's fucking struggling living check to check. Don't impress these niggas, bro. Be 40 and live with as long as you paying the bills and you comfortable, you can have company that can spend a night and you ain't gotta you could walk out naked and whatever you wanna do, ladies and, and gentlemen. Don't walk out naked, but walk in your boxes and, and have a woman in there, whatever the case may be. Don't let this fucking internet shit fool you. Don't let this internet shit fool you. Sometimes you gotta go and live with your mom to to to, to, to you sometimes, bro, we don't get to say goodbye to our parents, bro. We move out and we don't have those conversations. At least I got the accessibility to talk to my moms about like certain and deep, deep shit. Um, and, and during the time I was dating my last girlfriend, I didn't have a relationship with my moms. Imagine she would have died, bro. I was already in depression. Imagine what I would have went through. So don't try to get no fucking apartment to approve. Now, it is, yeah, it is an adult thing to handle bills, but do it when you could afford it. Don't do it for the sake of struggling to sell other niggas you're struggling. If you got the, if you could do it, do it. But, back to the situation. So, I just, the dating experience, I had to show her like niggas ain't living like that. Just so she won't be stereotypical to stereotypical to the next black man because I felt like even the insinuation of like niggas being mama's boy or whatever she was trying to say was like quite offensive. I could have took extreme offense to it, but I told her like how I felt like yo block my like delete my number and block me. Then I just I went on a date with this girl and um she was a drinker, like a heavy, heavy fucking drinker. Um we kicked it, it was dope. Um I just think after the date she had fun and she, I mean she had fun. We both had fun. Whatever the case may be. And then we started chopping it up. And she was like, yo, I'm just in a too much of a toxic place to even engage in anything else. Like, boom, boom, boom. And then it's just it's just been a repetitiveness of not understanding. I had this girl that disappeared on me. And, you know, like, girls would like... I'm just bringing up situations. I'm just telling you, like, 30 is just this repetitive trial run for me. That is just horrible. You just... And I guess this trial... I don't really get mad at this trial and ever shit because... Um, I don't really get mad at this child and every shit because you going when I get to a point when I find a woman that has the the same level of understanding than me, 
I mean, not a better or same understanding as me, I'll grow. And I'll appreciate her more because of all the errors I had before I got there. Or maybe it's just the universe telling you, you're not ready right now. Like, you're not ready. You're not fully healed. When you fully healed, I'll give you the one. Maybe it could be that. Just be optimistic about your dating experience, 30-year-old. Talking to the 30-year-old. Be optimistic. Don't be pessimistic about your dating experience right now. Just understand this. Maybe you need to put yourself in different areas because my therapist was telling me that. Do you do this and do you do that? Like, do you go out here? Do you go out there? So I start putting myself in different areas to, 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 to mingle with different women. Not like not on dating apps. I wanted to go to the bar. I started doing stand-up comedy. So I started reading and, and, and bumping shoulders with different women. And I'm just going with the course as as it goes, to be honest with you. So it's just extremely hard because it's like at 30 as a 30-year-old man, you're like, damn, I ain't got no kids. What legacy am I leaving? When I when I get a girlfriend, am I trying to like do we have the conversation about kids early in the game? Do we have the conversation about kids later on in the game? Like, the clock is ticking, as for men. And, you know, physicals fade away. You got to keep yourself in shape. You got to... I even found my... I even learned as a 30-year-old, I'm not a... Like, all right. So, another... I'm just going to tell you, because my dating experience has been tragic. But, another situation, right? I was talking to this girl from Alabama, whatever the case may be. I can't, I'm just saying, I'm saying talking, this is all Texas, it's never, I never met these women in person, I, until we get to a level of comfortability, and under, like, then I, then I choose to meet, and she was just like, yo, um, she's like, yeah, you know what I'm interested in when I get chased, like, I want a man to chase me and make me feel like a woman, I was like, oh, the conversation struck because she was like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with you, like, if I want to fuck you, or if I want to cuff you, and et cetera, so I'm like, okay, but who said I want to fuck? She was like, oh, well, you're you right, you're right. So then we started talking, and she was like, yeah, I want to be chased and all that. I think that's a red flag. If you telling him, you got to tell a man you want to be chased, he should just naturally be courting you. So she t- he she says that, and I said, yo, I could do all the chasing for you, but then I don't, like, what I get out of it, pussy? I, she said, pussy? I said, pussy don't do nothing for me. It don't. <clears throat> I could fuck you with no emotion. I could fuck you could get up and go home and go about your day. What does pussy really do for me at age 30? It relieves temporary stress that come right back and then I'm like, what does it do? And it's not even, it's not even that, yes, you can have women that serve that purpose. Of course, I've had, during this time, you've had, I've had women that just want to engage in that. But if you want to engage in that, then make that your thing. But if you're talking about, and the women that have engaged in that with me specifically just wanted that. But if you're talking about you want to be pursued, then what is the exchange? You get the courtship and the appreciation as a woman and get the chase as a woman. But then in exchange, you just give me pussy and every woman has a pussy. What about you makes them different? It makes you different. And I think that that's that, that's that entitlement shit, bro. That's the entitlement shit that women feel like feel. As a woman, like you should chase me because I have a pussy. It's nothing other than that. It's never I got. I'm loyal. I got a dope personality. Personality, Natalie. Personality. Um, I need some water, but <clears throat> it's never. It's never those things. It's never the characteristic of personalities that you list. 
It's always because I got a pussy I need to be chasing. It's like that shit not moving men no more. At 30, that would at 20 you could get away with that. Nig oh you give me niggas niggas is was rising like like dogs. Pussy, like niggas is running to it. But at age 30, it's like every girl has a pussy. I'm at it like we've had passes. We you know what I'm saying? You you get to, as a young man, you start to be promiscuous and you start to learn that fucking a lot of chicks, it just leave you empty inside. So it's like at 30, I don't want to do that shit. Like, are you a dope vibe? Like, even if we all going to fuck, are you a dope vibe? Like, when you come, what kind of energy do you bring? Do you bring, like, are you willing to play games? Are you willing to educate me on something? Like, are we going to watch something together? No, you just telling me, pussy. And then on top of that, the sexual, like, um, the libido and all of that of a man and stuff like that, it has to be activated. It's not like 20 years old, you can rub a nigga thigh and a nigga get hard. It's like you got to be some type of mental connection in this shit, like some sapiosexual shit. Like, you just can't come around a nigga and just be like, oh, because you got a pussy, I'm hard. When you provide that type of dope personality, a nigga will get instantly hard for you. You can't just be like, I got a pussy and just hit Like when I tell you, and this is for my this is for my niggas that's in relationships, don't come to like my biggest adjustment and the reason why dating at thirty is so hard for me specifically as a man is because when I when I got into a relationship in two thousand and eighteen, modern women wasn't a thing. When I got out of a relationship, modern women is a thing. So now you have women that feel like they play the game like niggas. So now you just sitting here. Watching black men and black women beef and tell niggas this is 50 50 and want want to kill patriarchy, want to kill gender roles, and you just sitting here like, fuck, before I left, it was gender roles. All right, I take the adjustment. And then you're looking at the adjustment. Now you're trying to find the one. Well, oh, now if you ain't got this and that, you can't date them and shit like that. And women got standards, and which is fine, but it's like a lot of y'all standards is unrealistic because the men that y'all want with the hammer, the big hammer, the money and the car and our own house, they don't want you. Everybody, I'm starting to notice that in this dating world, everybody's chasing somebody that don't want them. Like, literally, look at it. Everybody's chasing somebody that don't want them. The niggas want the bad bitches. The bad bitches want the niggas with the money. The niggas that want the bad bitches are not the niggas with the money. The niggas with the money want the bitches that got a lot of money and that are bad. And I got this shit together. They not paying attention to the niggas with because you you got peanuts. What do you really bring to the table? Like women with money just want the emotional connection. I want you here. I got my own money. And a lot of the niggas with all three or all four of those things are insecure because if they can't be used as a man in a relationship, then they become insecure about it. Like damn, I have no place for like I I, I it's no placement for me in her life. She has everything. They don't understand that the women just want the emotional connection. They want the compatibility. They want the com the compassion. They want the uh, talking to them. They want the reinsurance. And niggas that have, that's what I'm trying to say. We all chasing things that don't want us. And it's sad. Because we sitting in here and creating standards. And I, I noticed this, this slick loophole and standards is that you wouldn't have to set a standard if you already in that field right 
I can't. I wouldn't be a lawyer that's saying I need a chick that that's a lawyer. If I'm a lawyer, I will be around women that make money. So you wouldn't hear me say I need a chick that. So we all in fields of people. We in playing in the wrong fields. You need to get to the field that you want with the people. Those people are partying. You gonna rub shoulders with them when you get there. You don't ask for it. You get there. And when you get there, you attract that person. So that's the loophole in standards. Everybody want to walk around with their chest out that are 30 years old, 20, 29, and want to tell nigga, oh, I need a nigga like this. I need a chick like this. You are not in the field of those people, and that's why you don't come across those people. And when you do come across those people, you know what you find out? That they're just human. A lot of those people are not emotionally available. A lot of those people got mommy and daddy issues. A lot of those people, this is life. The money don't change the human. We all do. What do you think motivated the person to go get the money? They coming from poverty neighborhoods. They coming from situations where they were poor. And they want the money. But they not understanding the whole time that the money never made them happy. That's the loophole in standards. And I feel like a lot of, I'm hearing it from women, a lot of women are creating unrealistic standards. Who's to say that that nigga wants you? And I think we need to talk about that shit. I'm not saying don't have standards, have realistic ones. Y'all want to do with a car in the house, I mean, on an apartment, but all that six-figure shit, bro, that's like 6% of men. No, 10% of, 10% of a black man is like a 10%. Then for the women, it's like even less for black women. So what are we really talking about? We chasing things that don't want us. Work on yourself, grind, and you get into that position where you attract those people that you said you want. You wouldn't have to ask for the universe to give it to you. And that's what dating, and that's just my basic sum of like, Dating while 30 is. It just feel like everybody's ah, everybody's being combative, not willing to and they and they have this idea that settling is a bad thing. No, it's not it's a bad thing because you don't want to tell the other people that you you took those shorts. You don't you can't explain that to your friends. It's not you being yourself. Why not take the good guy that treats you good? But his floor might be, he disorganized. Nah, I need a nigga that's, that's, that's tall, that's da, 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 da. We all got to pick a floor. The idea of a partnership is to fill in your partner's floor. I've dated women that, that forget a lot. I date women that forget, like, like literally, like, yo, you, you forgot the thing I'm saying. And you have to, as a man, as the, as the, as the partner, let me go get it for her. Her, she's a beautiful person, but she has a bad memory. Take your floor. And be humble about your, your floor. For the women. Oh, he cheat me to the eye. He might got a small you he might got a small dick. You comparing your situation to your friends. Yeah, my man got a but he treats her like shit. She calling you at 2 a.m. FaceTiming you on how she think he's cheating. This the type of niggas y'all want. Y'all not willing to take your floor for the sense of happiness. Y'all worrying about sex. It's other things you could do to make up for a nigga not having a strength. And I, I know this is a funny conversation, but to a nigga having a strength is all type of toys. All 
Do you really want happiness or do you want drama? Black people, I'm starting to question the I'm starting to question what we think is love. Like I was saying earlier. This shit has been problematic to us. We want the things that fit our friend standards instead of fucking ours. A lot of y'all won't date big people because you have to tell your fucking friends that your free girlfriend is fat. But what about if she make you fucking happy? No, 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 no. You're going to drop her. She treats you great. And get the skinny chick that's pretty, that has a lot of insecurities or abandonment issues, just to tell you. Y'all niggas got to start being yourself and who y'all are at the core. Stop letting social media create your reality. Like you think that you deserve and got to have this lifestyle. Stop believing the lies. Who's to say that these people on Instagram are not going through depression? They showing you the highlights of their life. They not going to show you the lowlights. Because that's not what Instagram is for. It's to gain attraction to a lifestyle. We all sitting here fooling each other. And that, that's why it's so hard for me to date at 30 because my understanding to life is different. Why cry over something over five minutes if it's not going if it's not even going to be in the future? Let's talk about it. Let's get over it. You mad? Let's talk about it. Everybody don't operate like that. I'm not looking at you as less. Let's talk about it. Let's be progressive. Start handling this shit like adults. Accept your flaws when you date. Accept that one flaw when you dating. Everybody's going to have one, bro. Y'all niggas just want to satisfy y'all fucking friends and y'all family. Satisfy your fucking self. It's okay to be alone. Stop telling a story about your exes as the victim all the time. And it might seem hypocritical like I did it in the beginning. No, I'm telling you where I went wrong. I could have started the insecurities. I could have started the the, 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 the the waves in my last relationship fucking up. I couldn't provide a stable answer for a woman that's asking for reinsurance. Be alone. Start to look at these things. Why I love like this? My mother was treating me like this. Why I react to disrespect? My brother or my sister was disrespecting me. My family was disrespecting me. Learn yourself. Stop bringing those insecurities to your next relationship. Ladies, I'm talking to I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to y'all directly because men, men, I address men. Ladies. Men will date you. But if I didn't cut you, I don't want that blood on me. I don't want the blood of another nigga that cut you. I help you heal. But if you take that bandage off and you continue to bleed on me, I'm out. We need to learn these things before we start dating and really engaging and having real relationships and babies and etc. We need to gain these levels of understanding. These levels of cognitive before we start dating. I was talking to one of my exes, right? We mad cool. I chop it up with my ex because I always want to learn about myself back in the day. 17 year old, 16 year old me, 18 year old me. They were dating me back then. And she was like, yo, listen, 
Cornell, before you like really like get into a relationship, I mean, have a baby, you need to learn the woman's history, um, health history. I said, what you mean by that? Because it's certain situations that I don't want to. I think it's confidential, but like I'm just, it, it's anonymous. Y'all would never know. But she was like, "Yo, listen, like a child could be born with autism. It could be from the uh, the count of the the um." Damn, that's a significant other's family. And I'm dealing with that on a personal level. And it's never random. Autism never ran in my family. But when I addressed him and asked him, well, does autism run? He got offended. That's out of his. And I was like, why he got offended? Because that's really out of his control. That's your family history. That's your family history. She's like, I don't know. And then he later came back to me. He was like, nah, it does run in my family. And now I'm dealing with an autistic kid. And I have to figure out how to be a mother to this child. She said, Cornell, make the right decisions when you making a baby with somebody. And that's we always worry about money. We never talk about family health. I know personally if my child has diabetes, it came from my side. Diabetes running my family. I'm without a doubt. And that was the one of the realest conversations I had because I did that's the last thing I think about when I'm making a baby with a girl. And it could be the last thing y'all think about as women too, having babies. All of us. Shit. We be fucking without condoms. And I think these things we need to think about because these school systems is not designed for a lot of kids to grow, especially black kids, to grow out of autism. They want to keep them in that place of being stuck, outcasted, and the baby doesn't grow. It remains outcasted. So when they in regular classrooms, they getting clowned about being in a class with six people. We know. We grew up and we know how sped that was. Some of them kids was in sped ed because they was bad and they had behavior issues. But what you do is you put them in a class full of they nothing was wrong with them. Their behavior was just bad because of their home their home. And you kept them in sped ed. They come up there and, and, and go chill with the kids that's not in sped ed. And we get the clowning and fucking with them and now they killers now. Be careful with this shit. Take these things serious, bro. Pay attention to the way shit is going today. I need your antennas up when we making these decisions at 30 years old. This is a 30-year-old conversation. Another thing I gained from, from I don't know if I spoke on it. Another thing I gained from uh, therapy was a crazy, crazy, huge insecurity. I started to feel outcasted because my understanding was 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 on a higher level. And I started to see the people in my dating pool. They like toxic shit. And I'm not that person no more. So it started to make me feel like, all right, in order to attract women, I have to be toxic again. And I can't activate old Corey. So I was getting very frustrated at one frustrated at one point. I couldn't activate him. He's not there. He's gone. So it had me discouraged from talking to people. Just regular, casual, small talk conversations because I like conversations that are progressive and that can spark something. If it's ignorance, we can joke and laugh about ignorance. I'm a fucking jokester. All my all my conversations don't got to be serious. It just can't be when we insulting each other and cursing at each other and talking about your up like your mother don't like like I'm not going there with black women. I'm not at that place.
So, I'm going to just end the podcast with this. Black brothers, we've been through a lot. We saw a lot. We dealt with a lot. Seek therapy. Black women, you too. Go to therapy. Have an understanding what to do before you move on. Don't play oblivious to red flags, black women. Black men too. I'm talking to my brothers and my sisters that are approaching 30. This shit is a different ballgame. This shit is serious. You can no longer lollygag how you used to. If you have a talent, use the shit to change your situation. Y'all inspire me to do this podcast shit. And during this podcast shit, I'm going to talk to y'all, make y'all laugh. I'm going to have ignorant moments. I'm going to have happy moments. I'm going to have moments of realism. I'm going to have all type of moments. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. But I thank you for your support. I thank you to watch, for y'all watching my growth. I thank y'all for motivating me. Because I take hiatus and I get very discouraged with this podcast shit because it doesn't get the reaction I want sometimes. That's why I keep putting Corey Cash podcast, email, anything. I want y'all to send me stories to t- so I have things to talk about on the podcast because I want to put a segment called That Spicy where I just read off women's situations or men's situations and we talk about it, give advice, joke about it. It's going to remain anonymous. If you support me, go to the Apple app. Rate my, my um, go to the Apple app, rate my podcast five stars, and leave a comment. I'm trying to pop up in the algorithms. I'm trying to take this shit serious and make it somewhere. I can no longer sit on this talent. I need y'all help to do this shit. I need y'all help. I need feedback. I need y'all when y'all listening to the podcast, post this shit, tag me, put people on, spread the word with me. Do y'all groundwork. Y'all groundwork, it can stop at just a listen, but share the shit. Subscribe to the YouTube if you want to see it in in a video. Yo, Corey, talk about this. Inbox me. So, I have a number that if you don't like emailing, because emailing might not be convenient for you, you you could, um... I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the number in the bio. It's 646-475-6822. I mean 475-6822 is gonna be in the bio as well. I need y'all to send me like stories, advice. Yo, engagement. I just need the engagement. I need y'all to tell me I'm doing good. I need y'all to get on my case when I'm not putting out a podcast. Hit me up. Even if you you listen to it. Don't listen to it on the low. Tag me. Let me know. I need feedback. I I, I put this shit out to the world. I get like eight people that write me. Y'all like this episode. I need the rest of the people that is low-key listening to it. Bro, I'm a humble nigga. Hit me up. Let me know about the podcast, bro. I hope this was insightful for y'all. I was told to do this 30-year-old podcast. Y'all enjoy y'all day. And thanks for the listen, and please go support. Thank you.